Hello, everybody. We are live. Thanks for tuning in to FSP Fun Speculation Podcast. Um, as you can see, uh, Key could not be with us today because he actually is helping uh, get ready for his son's big 18th birthday. That's that's a big that's a big celebration day. So he, he's not going to be able to join in. He said he could maybe possibly towards the end, but we'll we'll see here. Um, but hey. Uh, bailing us out in his stead is one of the community's best, one of the funniest people you'll ever see on Twitter. If you're familiar with his with his videos, um, somebody that will be sorely missed on a podcast that he just had to recently announce he was leaving. A man with a new promotion, all of these things, lots of going, lots going on in the world of Mag. But shout out to yes. Mag, middle aged game guy. What's up, man? And uh, thanks for joining us today. Yes. What's up, Mav? What's up, uh, Fuzzy? What's going on, guys? What's going on, chat? Yes, I am here. And uh, yes, this is kind of my life now. I'm, I'm sort of all over the place. I'll be here. I'll be there. I'm kind of like Batman. I'm just one, one minute <laughs> here, one minute I'm over there. So who the hell knows where you'll find me next? But uh, yeah, and I'm trying to light Twitter on fire tonight. I had a lot to say and I had a lot of things going on. So uh, go check out some of that stuff. And uh, I'm sure it upset a lot of people because it's kind of what I do. But anyways, guys, we got a show for you tonight. Let's get right into this. Heck yeah, man. Um, yeah, the newest videos, uh, the last two, actually, because you've done, like, was it two today or one yesterday, one today? No, uh, I did two today. Yeah. yeah. I was just, uh, I was both, just like, both of them are great. Oh. It, one was, I'm guessing that was your son in, in one of them. Or, yeah. And that was, that was great. He's holding the PS5 box, and uh, he's like, we just got fire sprayed. <laughs> like, yes. Oh, so great. Um, and then you, then you did a stone cold stunner on him, I, I believe. Is that what that was? It's, it's, it's yes. Like, well, I tried. Yeah. It's hard to give an eight year old a stone cold stunner, but yeah, I yeah. gave it a shot anyway. <laughs> that was, that was, that was great, man. I love it. And then the other video you just did, you know, about the seven reasons not to buy an Xbox. That was great as well. Uh, uh, those articles, man, you know, it's so funny. Cause dealer just dropped the video the same time I yes. did. Yeah. And, uh, I was going to send him a message and I'd be like, you beat me to it by 20 minutes. But, uh, I mean, obviously, his was a little longer. His went to YouTube, and it was about uh, 12 minutes long. And uh, it's so funny because we both had the same mindset. But uh, I'm going to hit him up later. We'll have a laugh about it. But Right on. Either way. (laughs) Yeah, great minds think alike, right? Uh, Hey, Fuzzy Belvedere, thank you for being here as always. Compadre, how's it going with you today, sir? Not not too bad. Uh, You know, getting a kick out of... uh, uh, mags uh video with his son earlier today and yeah you know, just enjoying the uh the gaming news as it unfolds man it, it, it's it's still going to unfold you know five years down the road when we're like is it is it exclusive is it is it really <laughs> but um man i can't wait to get into these topics today so glad to be here so glad we got you know mag with us here tonight so man this should be fun <laughs> right on dude yeah we got we got lots to talk about i mean a lot of stuff has happened. I mean, we did our thumbnail for this show uh, earlier in the week, and even since then, even more has happened. But I want to get to a couple things here uh, because we, you know, something we've really kind of stayed away from on some of our shows is actually like the what, the Call of Duty aspect on PlayStation, right? Because the the debate right now is okay, is it going to be exclusive after twenty twenty three? Like let's say twenty twenty fours. Call of Duty, or if there even is a 2024 Call of Duty, because they could be changing the way the model works with their game development at, in the future mm-hmm. for COD. But let's just say, like, if if Call of Duty is made to be an exclusive game uh, for the Xbox ecosystem, 
Um, how will PlayStation cope with that? And would they would they be okay? Because I'm, already images are starting to come out on Twitter with signs in front of PS5s and and like I, th- I believe it was France about warning warning buyers that Xbox is acquiring Activision and uh, Blizzard and Call of Duty will is part of that, right? So there is an effect on this, and the curious to know how much of an effect we think it will be if that actually happens, which is still up in the air, right? So this is all speculatory conversation, but I, th- I think it's worthy of having at this point because it is such a big franchise for PlayStation. I the, I believe the revenue that they make off of it came out, and it was, it was everybody's like, oh, that's nothing, but it is still a substantial amount of money, right? Um, and it's not just about that. It's about the other value that it provides to the brand, not direct, right? Indirect, where you're selling more consoles because of the recognition, all, all of these kind of things, right? Um, so, Mag, what kind of impact do you think Call of Duty potentially leaving with the yearly type releases in the future on PlayStation? Like, would that have a, a massive impact? Will they have to do something to counter that, you know? Yeah, it's going to have a massive impact on them, and I'll tell you why. The worst Call of Duty to ever be released came out this year. Well, last year. But this year, basically. I'll call it this year, okay, with Vanguard. Vanguard was still the number one selling game on PlayStation in 2021. Okay, put that in perspective for just one second. The fact that in 2021, with, you know, they had Ratchet and Clank come out. They had Returnal come out. Um, uh, Kenna Bridge of Spirits came out. Uh, great games, by the way. I'm not taking anything away from those games, but still the number one selling game of 2021 was the worst Call of Duty they've ever made. Okay, that will, and then when they start making, bet, wait, wait till Modern Warfare 2 comes out. Wait, wait until, I don't know, whatever else they're working on, Advanced Warfare 2, maybe a couple of years from now or something. Okay, that is going to have a massive impact because what ends up happening is too, because you got to understand something. It's not just, Call of Duty, you know, it's not just Warzone or whatever. People are buying the mainline Call of Duties. And with that, on top of it, Sony takes, what, 30% off the top of each sale. So that hits them hard, and it keeps people out of their ecosystem. The other thing that it does affect directly is, of course, the Major League Gaming. Okay, and when you've got the Major League Gaming, the MLG or whatever the hell it's called, and it used to be sponsored by PlayStation. And what else did PlayStation have? PlayStation used to get those exclusive, uh, timed exclusive uh, items. Some of them full year exclusive. You remember that a couple years ago? I think it was with uh, Modern Warfare. They had that one mode, which, by the way, is one of my favorite modes of all time. Was it like a two-player a co-op mode or, or something like that yeah yeah, yeah. and it was the survival mode right, right where right. you basically take on waves of bad guys or whatever you have to survive to like round 15 or whatever mm-hmm. uh, my wife and i played that continuously we loved it right and they took that away from xbox that was odd and then they said they weren't going to bring it back at all yeah. i don't even know if they got it because by the next year who cares right because then the next call of duty comes out Right. So like everybody's forgotten the fact that like, you know, these things were happening. They got exclusive maps. They got maps early. They got different game modes early. These were all big things that that drew people to the PlayStation uh, ecosystem. Now, that being said, it also gets people into that PlayStation ecosystem and keeps them there so that the next time they buy Call of Duty, they're going to buy it on PlayStation. And then the next uh, whatever FIFA or Madden or NHL or whatever they're buying, especially the casuals. They're going to do it 
on PlayStation because they've already got it, right? So taking that away is massive. It's not going to happen this year. It's not going to happen next year. But the year after that, it is definitely not going to be. I am I am telling you 100% certain that these games are not going, these games are going to be exclusive to Xbox. Uh, Warzone will continue to do its thing, very similar to, uh, what the hell is it called? Uh, Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah. Okay, legacy yeah. titles. Okay, like uh, Warzone, Warzone will continue to be yeah. there, just like Fortnite, just like Apex, just like uh, Elder Scrolls Online. Okay, that will continue to happen. However, the mainline um, uh, uh, Call of Duties will all end up on Xbox and stay there. You do not spend $70 billion <laughs> to hand things out to other people for free like candy. It doesn't work like that. Right. Mav, do you buy a car and then share it with your neighbors because maybe your neighbor doesn't have a car. Pretty sure you don't. No, no, no. It, now, if you so paid like, me a crap ton of money, it would be a consideration. But that would be a negotiation that would have to take place. You know and maybe saying? he would have to lend me something in, in, instead. You know what would I mean? You buy, did you buy your house so that other people can live in it? No. <laughs> you bought it for you. Okay, right. and then that's exactly what they're doing here. Now, the other thing is, I'm, I don't want to get off on a tangent here, but I am going to slightly get off on a tangent, is that they didn't really buy this for Call, Call of Duty was a major reason. Yes, okay, yeah, let's yeah. face it. It's a major reason. However, they want that revenue from King. Yeah. Okay, King, the uh, the mobile uh, the mobile um, uh, developers. Yeah. They need that money to keep coming in for one specific reason only, is because when they start losing that revenue stream from the PlayStation side, you're making it up with King. Okay, and when they're when they're cranking in four hundred million dollars a month or whatever the hell it is, yeah. Okay, that's where that lost money from PlayStation goes in. The other thing is, if you start doing the math, all they need is two million extra subscribers to go into Game Pass, and you've made up all the money that PlayStation was making from Call of Duty. Yeah, that's all you needed is two. Oh, million and it's going to bring subs. away more than that. You would think. I mean, exactly. Yeah. So, so you're making that argument's out the window. Yeah. You see what I'm saying, Mab? That, that, that's where the argument goes completely out the window. Yeah. Of, Are they going to survive without PlayStation? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's why they bought everybody else with it. Those other companies are going to be pushing, uh, uh, you know, pouring all their money into the same pot, okay? And then the extra subscriptions go in there on top of it. This is a win, 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 and win for Microsoft. So yep. that's the way it's going to go. So, but, but they're going to honor the deals, obviously. But after that... Which the deals that were reported currently go through 2023 and then potentially whatever Warzone 2 may end up being called, which is possibly a next-gen exclusive game. So the the next three Call of Duties, which would be this year's, next year's, and then Warzone 3 is what, or Warzone 2 is what it looks like currently. It's concrete. That's going to happen on PlayStation. So for the next year, uh, Three years or two and a half years or whatever, everybody. Uh, PlayStation, you're you're fine. You still get your COD. After that, though, you know you might want to be looking at those signs in front of the uh, display cases at uh, France's Target or whatever the hell that is, right? <laughs> and, and you know what? Something else is that by two years' time, okay, the Series X and the Series S will be very plentiful. Oh yeah. Okay, to be able to pick up in the store, and you could bet your, your you could you know you could bet almost anything that you'll be able to pick up a Series S at that point and on Black Friday for uh, for a buck ninety nine, okay, for hundred and ninety nine bucks, I guarantee it, and that's where they're really gonna nail you 
Because let's face it, you know when Sony really took off in the PS4 generation? Yeah. It wasn't the first two years. It wasn't even the first three years. It was in year five when they launched, um, uh, uh, so was it, Spider-Man? Yeah. And then that Black Friday, because that, that launched in September, I believe. They had and that then, bundle. Um, yeah. They had the bundle. And then the yeah, bundle absolutely. on Black Friday for $199, and people were buying six and seven at a time. Remember those pictures? You see the guys with the carts at Target and they had like seven <laughs> PS4s uh, jammed in them. And that's where the, that's where that's where their console sales went through the roof because then it got cheap. And yeah. when it gets cheaper and more affordable, that's when families get involved. That's when people start buying them for six year olds. Ain't nobody buying a seven hundred dollar console. Yeah. That's at what at, at that here. point, it's also an impulse buy. Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, it's like, oh, I really want that. You know, my paycheck was a little bit more this week than I was anticipating. You got an extra couple hundred dollars. You know, I'm going to splurge today while I'm while my wife's going around and getting uh, the chicken nuggets for the kids. And I'm over here wasting my time (laughs) in in an electronics department. Right. You know, you're kind of killing time, you know, shopping around and like, man, can I'm going to I'm going to send her a text and just see if she'll will she let me buy this PlayStation? You know, I think she will. I'm going to test it, you know. Uh, silly things like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, And you don't have to bundle it with anything. Right. You know why? You don't have to bundle it with anything because Game Pass is the bundle. Yeah. Instead of bundling (laughs) it in with one game, you've just bundled it in with 600 games. Let that sink in for a second, guys. That is unbelievable. You are literally getting this little box, and here you go. You take it home, 199 bucks at that point. Okay, not now, uh, but then, and you've got access to 600 games. That is a parent's wet dream because parents don't want. Let me tell you something. I got two switches in my house. Okay, sorry, fuzzy. I'm I'm <laughs> sorry. I've been I've been totally taken over the mic here, but let me just no, get this fine. out, and then it's all yours. Uh, <laughs> by the way, hi to Connor in the chat. He's uh he's uh he's uh you he just checked it out, and I just sent him a link, and he came to check us out tonight. Anyways, um, here we go. The thing is, is that. I have two switches in this house. Do you know how much it, I cringe up here in Canada that we got to pay $100 for a Switch game? And if my right. kids be like, can I get the new Mario? Before he even yeah. says Mario, I'm already saying no. Yeah. Because it's $100. <laughs> and you know what the thing is? If they play it for 14 minutes, that I'm lucky. And then what do they do? They go back to playing Fortnite. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. Right? I mean, a great point. It's value wins. Always. Right? Yeah, and that's just the that's just the case. I've been making that case ever since they announced the Series S and when when Game Pass originally came out, especially when they started announcing the day and date games. Right? It's like it, because it's just a it's a value that that's you can look at it for what it was when it started, but it grows over time. The value proposition mm-hmm. is exponential here because every time they drop a new game or announce a new game. The value gets stronger. Anytime they make an acquisition, the value proposition gets stronger. And yes, I was kidding in, in the chat. I see my wife give me a hard time. I, oh. I, I, you're not the one that only has to shop for the nuggets. Okay. I, you I know. love that. She's yeah. throwing smoke yeah, in that is. chat right now. I just <laughs> I'm, I'm like, oh, oh, Kaylin's at it. The, the, the men and, and everybody can do the shopping and the, and the women can also hang it around the electronics department and, 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 and hang around and, and, you know, then they can text their husbands and ask them if they can buy a, I'm just kidding. Again, I'm sorry. That was a joke. I'm sorry. Okay. No asking is necessary from anybody, right? We're all individuals. Um. Anyway. All right. So, Fuzzy. Now, yeah. 
what is, what does Call of Duty or what does PlayStation do at this point, right? Uh, okay, so that was their big first person shooter that they identified yeah. with as to their to their audience is like this is brand recognition with PlayStation. Okay, yeah. regardless of anything, that is disappearing because the brand recognition is going to go to Xbox after this deal is going through, even if somehow there still was Call of Duty games coming out. So that brand recognition shift and all that stuff. So that was kind of like their first person shooter. Right, even yeah. though it was multiplat, a lot of people just associated it with PlayStation because of all the marketing and all that stuff. So, Same thing with uh, Destiny when that first yes, came out 100%. as well. So, what does PlayStation do? Like, because as of this goes, and also with the potential that you know the only big first-person shooter brand they could potentially have in the future, besides Warzone, the and the free-to-play games, would be Battlefield. <laughs> which is not doing so well in and of itself right now. And also talks about it going free to play. Like it, what, what did they do? Do they need to go and really think about reviving some IP or creating some new first person shooters? Or um, is that something I, I think, that's necessary? I think they should look back at their back catalog of some of the IPs that they have for first person shooters. Like I, I think this deal will hopefully push Sony to get back into the creative mode. Cause as, as much as people like to talk about Activision just focusing on Call of Duty, it seems like PlayStation now is mainly focusing on like remastering a lot of their classics and, and bringing them back for, you know, the PS5 or for PC and whatnot. So hopefully this will push them back into looking a little bit deeper into crates, I guess you could say, at things like Resistance or things like uh, SOCOM. Yeah. Those games... I, I'm not going to lie. They're not going to be a replacement for Call of Duty. I mean, it's going to take a while for any of those to really garner that same, you know, whether it be the revenue or just the popularity in general. But to have them bring back something like Resistance, so that way you have like the World War II meets sci-fi mix, that's something that is exclusive to their brand. Or if you have SOCOM, something that's more of a modern warfare, more tactical shooter type of deal which a lot of people have been asking for, and it just seems like it falls on deaf ears right now. I think that's the better approach for them to go and, and look at kind of using that as a, a stopgap or a filler because one, they own those IPs, and two, they have the wherewithal at that point to put as much focus on those or as much love and attention as they would need to kind of you know still draw customers to pick up that playstation for something that's a little bit different than call of duty but like i said yeah. it's, it's going to take them a while for it to get that same recognition of call of duty but you know leaning on battlefield not to knock it but it, it just seems like they kind of blew their opportunity to this go around mm -hmm. it was almost a perfect storm for them to really kind of stick it to call of duty and and be the you know mainstream first person shooter but it looks like they're having their own struggles because of you know ea issues or what have you but um i, I think sony needs to look at things like that or maybe even look at smaller titles like and i i'm probably a, a insurgency sandstorm stand for this but you know games like that they could you know NWI is a small team. It's something that they could easily pick up and that would have at least something that, yeah, it has a PC presence and it, it just recently got a console presence. It's something that, that they could easily work on and build up to 
you know, not necessarily the level of a, a uh, Call of Duty, but definitely something that at least garner that first person shooter, you know, itch that some, you know, gamers out there would have for it. So th- there's still plenty of options for them. I'm of the mind frame that, you know, Warzone 2 is going to be their last real you know, inkling of Call of Duty on on PlayStation, let's say 2024-ish range or 2025. And at that point, when when the single player stuff is going to, you know, be like a, a Game Pass exclusive and it's only coming out every two to three years or so, I think at that point they'll have something to kind of, you know, fill in the gap type of deal. But, you know, yeah. like Meg was saying, you don't pay $70 billion to share or give away stuff. You know, you might give them a taste with, you know, Warzone 2. And, you know, that's still going to rake in some money and that's still going to have enough attention to it that people are still going to want to play that, you know, on any type of platform. I think the big thing now would be, you know, just turn the Call of Duty single player into that, not necessarily the Michael Bay experience for a shooter, but make it so it's like, you know, every three years or so you look forward to it and it's like a movie experience where you and your friends could either you know, play co-op or, you know, have like the team deathmatch, you know, smaller uh, stuff that would be just exclusive on Xbox at that point. But the big team stuff, you know, Warzone, that's where everybody can play. The cross play yeah. is, you know, there and, and whatnot. But I think that's kind of the direction that Call of Duty moves towards. And I think Sony will be all right. It's just yeah. they better start getting things cooking now. Now, that's the other <laughs> thing, like with the with Warzone. Right, and if if the Warzone two or whatever they're gonna call it next gen only, that I would imagine at that point, Call of Duty be making a large leap, right? Because I would imagine mm-hmm. at that point as well, then the single player games also will be next gen only, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. That is a lot. I mean, it's still going to be at home there, you know. And I think it will still draw an audience, but like still that brand recognition. Like, but every time Warzone is going to launch on a PlayStation, it'll have Xbox Game Studios in front of it, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, that's how do they? Like, I think that's a big deal to PlayStation. You know, I I don't know if it's like going to make them remove it off their service or whatever. You know, a bit like no. it's it. That's I think them seeing that is like an advertisement again that it's for Xbox every time. Every time mm-hmm. you launch it, right? And I, that stuff, regardless of what anybody thinks, has an impact subconsciously and to to the casual audience especially that don't really care where they play as long as yeah. they know that they're getting the new content. And I think the, the bundling of all of the old Call of Duty library <clears throat> plus God, knowing, awesome. knowing that all future Call of Duties are going to be in Game Pass is in and of itself a huge selling point, especially if you can get a console for two ninety nine or in the future less, or like like you're saying, it'll probably be one ninety nine, two forty nine at some point, right? Easily. Uh that it's gonna be hard to hard to pass up on on the value proposition of that. And and that's kind of the genius of this move. It's not and if you if we think, yeah, like Mag said, it's not just about COD, but if COD in and of itself wasn't such a big deal, which some people are playing it off like it's not. Sony stocks wouldn't have dropped twenty billion dollars yeah. within within a, a day, right? Listen, a, a lot of people say they don't play Call of Duty. That's fine, and you know what? They, whether they do or whether they don't, that's that's their whatever. 
But you cannot deny that Call, Call of Duty is the biggest gaming franchise on this planet, basically, on a yearly basis. I'm not talking about overall, because I know people are going to be like, well, what about Minecraft? What about Fortnite? Uh, what about Apex? Whatever. Right? These other things, they make a, they make a ton of money. Uh, Roblox. Roblox makes billions. Okay? But year in, year out, when it comes to the gamers, what is always the number one selling game every single year? is call of duty right. every single year you look at the mpds i mean i know mpds is like the physical sales but look at what's going on you look at the list of all the years from like 2006 all the way till 2021 what is always number one except for one year was grand theft auto 5 right. and then it was cod 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 all the way down yep right it is a big deal by yep. the way i want to ask you guys a quick question uh, i know it's not my show but i'm gonna ask you a question anyway <laughs> Do you guys think, and sorry, I have an answer myself. Do you guys think that starting this year, Call of Duty is going day and date in Game Pass? Regardless of the deal or not, do you think that they're going to do that goodwill move and start making that move right there? So I'll tackle this first because this is like actually the second time that this question has been asked. And it, it, to me on a show from a guest, and it's actually like something it's like, I keep thinking about it, and I remember that there was some of the Zenimax Bethesda games from the library that had went in, I believe, day and date. Mm -hmm. Like Doom um, 2016 yeah. may have dropped in there before the deal was done. Uh, potentially mm -hmm. some of the other games. But as far as they have to be careful, right? Because they have to operate separately, and they have to make deals that would be in their best interest to their shareholders and everything for them regardless if this deal goes through or not. So like as far, I don't understand all of the antitrust laws and all the regulators, the stuff that they're going to be looking at and, and all of these things. Right. But I do know that they don't want to put anything in place. That's going to potentially damage this deal from going through. Fair so good, good answer. So good answer. if it was worth it enough for them to potentially take any kind of risk with that, or if they're just 100% confident, this is no problem whatsoever. It's the same deal we do with all the other publishers. We're going to make it an offer. Activision at that point has never had a Game Pass game prior to this, right? So good point. if they do that, it, they could. I would say somebody could potentially use that as well. They're doing this because of the deal. They've never done one before. But then Microsoft could go and say, well, Square never did one before Outriders. Uh, Sega never did one before Total War Warhammer 3 and Two Point Campus, you know, and also uh, Ubisoft never did one day and date before uh, Rainbow Six Extraction. All publishers are starting to do it now. So, uh, you know, I think it would be something that they would have to make sure 100% wasn't going to cause any problems. If they are confident in that, I would say yes. However, I don't know, man. It's like it's too up in the it's too up in the air and like. Does Activision Blizzard want to do that currently? Um, I, I I think Activision Blizzard is probably already personally making moves they know is in the best interest of the future for the company under Microsoft, but yeah. they can't publicly ap appear to do so, right? So it's a very strange rules. I don't understand how that shit works because it's like so there's a Fair there's enough. a transition. They have to make sure that all the financing and with all the books and everything operates properly with the transition. They can't just like, okay, you're part of us now. Everything's, let's figure it out, yeah. right? There's a process. <laughs> yeah. and But then they also have to operate separately. So it's just this weird period that 
is going to be interesting. Now, I, I personally hope so. Um, because I don't, I want to save $70, right? Um, but another, yeah, they're expensive. Yeah. Another point to this though, that a lot of people are overlooking, right? Another aspect of this after this deal goes through. Okay. You can bet those Activision Blizzard games are not going to be $70. They're going to be 60. Sarah Bond has already said that she's not a fan of the $70 game model. Booyah. I love it. So also you can bet that cross buy will be a feature implemented on Activision Blizzard games, which means you go buy Call of Duty on your Xbox. You'll also have it on your PC after this deal goes yeah. through and you'll have cross save functionality <laughs> as well. All of these features yeah. that people say are like, okay, well, it's bad for the gaming. If, if, if Xbox buys Activision Blizzard, all this, all this nonsense, right? Already that look cheaper, uh, lower price. Plus, you have the option of getting in a Game Pass, and you know that inevitably, if you do decide to buy it and you're a Game Pass subscriber, you still get a discount in that case as well. Plus, you get the cross-save, cross-buy, um, potentially, who knows, FPS boost on past well uh, past titles, and some maybe get some of those old 60 frames, Call of Duty's 120 with 120 modes. Oh, Is it possible? that's going to happen. You know, uh, backwards compatibility it could be potentially added to some titles. Now, I've, they said they're done. Right with back compat, but that was before they dropped seventy billion dollars. Uh, yeah, on a company uh, that has a huge stable of IP. Right, I would think. Hear me out. If anything's going to change things, that would be that. Right. Hear me out. The Call of Duty Master Chief Collection. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's not obviously Master Chief, but you know what I'm saying. It's going to be like the Master Chief. Can you imagine if they released? And you know what's really funny? I said this to Mooch. No joke. Four years ago, and I actually have, um, uh, you know, a graphic god. He's got the recording, so he's going to find the clip for me where I said back in 2017, I said to Mooch, I said, you know what would make Game Pass like the absolute ultimate monster? If somehow you could get every single Call of Duty in there from past to present. <laughs> right. And this was four years ago. I said that. I, and I, and, uh, and he, anyway, uh, like I said, um, graphic gods are trying to find it for me because he wants to clip it. Cause I mean, man, I got to tell you, that's something. Uh, but here's the thing. Imagine, imagine like a master chief collection style call of duty where you could have all 16 call of duties in there in one package up frame rates are up. Uh, they clean up the images, whatever, right? They do whatever they got to do to make it just like Master Chief. And imagine a multiplayer where they're able to pull out, let's say, a hundred of the best or most or favorite maps of all time mm-hmm. into one conglomerate, one monster package, and put it ju- like I said, just like they did with the Master Chief Collection. What do they have? Like almost a hundred maps, yeah, or something like that. Yeah, okay. it, was, it was a lot. Why I don't the know hell how many? not? Why not? Why not do that in Call of Duty? And and then that's what Xbox should release in like, I don't know, 2024 or something. Uh, and then they, they do something like that where you have the ultimate Call of Duty collection. And then they release that in one thing and pop you Oof. right into Game Pass. You've got 50 million, 60 million subscribers by that point. Access to 100 plus maps plus Warzone 2 plus new uh, mainline Call of Duties coming out. You don't think that this is what's going to happen? I'm telling you this is going to happen. When Disney bought Marvel and Lucasfilm and Pixar and everything under the sun, <laughs> what did you think they were going to do? They were going to yeah. be churning out Star Wars content like an organ grinder. 
Okay, they were going to be churning out Marvel like crazy. And what have they done? How many dozens of Marvel movies and TV shows are we sitting on now? Oh, right? Yeah. And they're, they're all better to... for it, too, for being in a subscription Thank service. Yeah. Goddamn right. And so they're going to do the same thing with Call of Duty. They, I don't think they're going to do it ad nauseum. They're not going to be releasing one every year. I think they're going to pump the brakes on that. But I think a Call of Duty collection would be something they could do. And also, I have one other thing I'm going to say, because I've said it on someone else's show. I don't want anybody to steal the ideas, except for Xbox. They could steal this idea. My idea is this. Just release a game in 2024 called Call of Duty. That's it. No name, no anything. Just call it Call of Duty. Just, Just like yeah. Halo Infinite. Right. Just like Halo Infinite is a 10-year game. Just like Destiny 2 is a, well, presumably 10-year game. Uh, Forza Motorsport is coming out. They didn't put a number in front of it. Yeah. That's the reason why, it's going to be a reboot slash games as a service that's going to run for 10 years, and they're going to keep adding on DLC and DLC and DLC. Yeah. So instead of doing an annual release of Call of Duty, release one Call of Duty, and then once a year release these DLC, or every six months or whatever, release DLC packages, and here's the cool idea. Call it Call of Duty War Stories. And each DLC is a different war story, not like Battlefield. What it would be would be a different time, um, uh, a different uh, timeline. Like, for mm -hmm. example, you'd have one in modern day. The next DLC will be World War II. The next DLC will be Vietnam. And, or the next DLC after that will be the future. And you do that over the course of 10 years, just like Destiny does with their, um, with their story DLC and all that kind of stuff. And then they add the multiplayer, whatever else. And you build this 10-year, like, like, monster game and it's just called call of duty and then you have the subcategories called war stories and so if you feel and if you got people bitching i don't want world war ii well now you could play vietnam now you could play whatever the korean war you could play world war one you could play whatever and and on and on and on and i think that that's what they're going to do so that by by doing that you're avoiding the quote-unquote yearly release of a full game and instead, you just keep building on this solid foundation of this one game and build it over the course of many right. years and add it into what? Into Game Pass to get people to keep subscribing for more. Right. Yeah, with with Game Pass becomes more relevance for traditional game model releases we've seen, right? Yeah. You can have a game that grows and improves over time. They, they, they improve all their old games anyway, right? So... You know, if you do have something that continues to grow, um, fuzzy, like something that I had forgotten uh, about as well when Mag just asked that question was like, um, and last time I was asked, this is one of the responses I had made, and and uh, P Firebird in the chat was actually uh, reminded me about this um, from some of the other people that answered that question about Game Pass and and Call of Duty and these games coming earlier. Now, Activision probably had marketing rights with Call. of Call of Duty for for PlayStation, right? Mm -hmm. So we've seen that. Remember that Capcom leaked document that leaked like two years ago or a year and a half ago that was for like Resident Evil, and yeah. it had like language in there that was like five million dollars marketing pass. rights. We're gonna do all this stuff, but you're not allowed to put in any other subscription services. So if mm -hmm. these contracts are in existence still and in place for Call of Duty between Activision and and Sony, then that would take that off the table as well i would think wouldn't you yeah no i i i, I think that's going to be probably the case more so than anything we may still not see call of duty until after the deal is done and the, the contract um, with playstation is expired as far as their marketing rights 
but I think we'll start to see some of their other titles trickle in. Like as far as like Diablo, I can see uh, one of the some of the earlier ones being in Game Pass. Like Diablo soon. three pop in uh, there in Game Pass. Mm-hmm. That would make a lot of uh, sense. like Crash and Spyro. I could see uh, their previous releases. Mm-hmm. You know make it into game pass before the deal is you know completed and things like that but after the deal is completed yeah we'll definitely see call of duty in there day and date you know going forward like you know kind of like what mag was saying i always looked at it as kind of like uh not really episodic but like every two to three years like you said do a new like theater or a new area or time frame as far as for like um where they focus on for call of duty and then the same weapons the same skins, the same maps, or or some of the areas wind up being maps or zones for Warzone during that same time frame. So Warzone will still get the, the drip feed, I guess you can say, from some of this as far as the the visuals, but the story stuff will be strictly the you know behind the Game Pass paywall, I guess you could say, or you can buy it outright on Xbox and PC. But I I think Game Pass will be the main place to consume it, and if you want to you know buy the full content to just own it outright then yeah you'll still have that that option to do so but um i don't think we see because of sony because they they do have that no streaming uh subscription service type of thing in some of their uh contracts i i wouldn't expect to see at least call of duty until you know 2024 or something like that type of deal but right Man, (laughs) I think the biggest thing we have to look at now is Sony's approach on how they they would get exclusivity or or get, you know, uh, special content and things like that. I think that now this will probably shine a bigger light on it. Yeah, everybody wants to say, oh, Xbox is bad for doing this, but it's like this is why xbox is doing this because they're they're tired of you know these these timed exclusive things where it's like hey we might not see a you know final fantasy this generation sure there's always going to be that you know vocal group that's like oh it didn't really sell well on xbox or you guys didn't support it as well well whether that's true or not that deal still stinks no matter how you look at it type of deal but um yeah it, it call of duty definitely exclusive definitely start seeing it in uh day and date and game pass maybe 2024 or 2025 whenever that one is released i i love mag's idea as far as the uh just call it call of duty and and do kind of like that that ongoing content type of uh uh feed for it and at that point you can't really complain that it's no longer on playstation because now the way it's being delivered it is like a you know exclusive series it is now like an episodic setup so unless you're going to be in that ecosystem it doesn't really make sense to piecemeal that stuff elsewhere type of deal but yeah. warzone 2 hey you'll you'll have the weapons you'll have the skins you'll have the characters the operators you'll have access to that on your free to play model that you know that you're currently enjoying now just for next gen and pc type of deal so right um appreciate the five dollars super chat from luke skywalker <laughs> love that Rick, yeah i've never gotten a super chat from a jedi before so super appreciate that but he said they should make a cod with every map ever made called cod ultimate and add new map packs every three months yeah 
I already said that Luke Skywalker, but I'm not going to argue with a Jedi Master. So I'm just you know gonna, what he I'm, did. I'm keep my mouth shut. He performed a Jedi <laughs> mind trick on you and made you say that. You just don't know, Mac. You just didn't know that. Um, uh, and so, by the way, Tony Grosso cut this shit with the with the Call of Duty Civil War idea. The guy almost made me laugh halfway through a sentence. <laughs> Call of Duty Civil War. Oh my gosh. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing Kala Juarez come back. You know that was that was a good game. Um, game was awesome. I love the I love Wild West games. Yeah, me too, man. Uh, that's yeah. a franchise like I, that's one thing I think Xbox could do is you know take that gun IP, right, and do their own big you know Western style game. Um, that'd be that'd be nice. I just don't know if they'll come out with a game called Gun. <laughs> you know, well, PlayStation has a game called Mag. Which That's I'm gonna true. sue them. I'm gonna yeah. sue them over. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so, everybody, uh, I, I wanted to dive into this next. So, because you were bringing up this whole COD idea of like this one massive game, right? That yes. encompasses everything, kind of like Master Chief Collection. Well, rumors are swirling currently that there's something in the works uh, from Microsoft involving one of their other IPs, and people are trying to guess which one it is. Um, I think this this came from either Grub or Jez. And I can't remember exactly which, but uh, they said that the one of the Xbox IPs that they were hearing is getting the uh, Master Chief Collection treatment. Now, my mind automatically goes to the only franchise I could think that would make a lot of sense for that, and that would be Gears, right? Mm-hmm. Because you got so much multiplayer you can put into there. Um, the other franchise everybody was saying is Fable because you're trying to bring the brand recognition back. Right with that as well, and you remember the Fable uh, team uh, playground made a um, interesting tweet uh, last year that was like, "Oh, we're excited! News coming tomorrow or something like that." And they they made like chicken, they did something with like chickens or something like that, mm-hmm. or I can't remember. No, it was, it was Ga- Xbox Global Publishing actually. I did it. I think that made that tweet, and everyone's like, "Oh, Fable! It's fa- something to do with Fable." And then they like retracted it and said, "Oh, sorry, no news." It was really weird. Right? Yeah. Um, so, so 100% they got to be doing something. So it's either like Fable is getting a trilogy remaster, like collection, or Gears potentially, if the rumors are true. Uh, but I, I the only other ones I can think of, but they said Xbox IP, so I don't know if that includes Bethesda Zenimax. If it did, then that opens up a whole other can of worms because you could do it for Elder Scrolls. You know, Fallout. you could do it for Fallout, right? Uh, you could do it for a lot of things. So Doom, you could do like a collection. I, I don't know, man. Like, what's your? What do you guys? Which one? I, instead of trying to guess which one it is, which one do you want? Oh, we'll start all with, the above. All of the above. All right. <laughs> which one deserves it the most? We'll start with you, Mag. What do you want to see? Do you want to see a Gears collection, a Fable collection? Um, okay. <clears throat> Some people are not gonna like what I'm gonna say here. Oh. Um, I think that Gears needs a rest. I need. I think it needs a long, long rest. And the reason why I'm saying this is because last generation, which we can actually officially call it last generation now, um, is they were leaning so heavily on Gears, right? Yeah. And they were leaning so heavily on the Coalition uh, because... They, let's face it they didn't have much going on right i mean they had a lot of ex- they had a lot of um uh deals worked out with third-party uh titles and stuff like that in the beginning of the generation then there was that middle slump 
Mm-hmm. And then they started hammering out. What did they hammer out? They hammered out Gears 4. And then they hand, uh, hammered out the Gears, uh, what's it called? The What was it? The Anniversary the Ultimate Edition or whatever edition, it was. I or think. Ultimate Edition, yeah. yeah. Then they did the Gears Ultimate Edition. And then they go to Gears 5. And then they went to Gears Hive Busters. Then they did a Gears Mobile game. And then, they, you Gears know, and it was just like, yeah, Gears Pop. And it was like, guys, enough. It's just enough. Like, enough with the Gears. And you could tell, and it's not just me, guys, because you know what? You go look at the numbers. The numbers were falling off fat, uh, just as fast as Battlefield numbers, okay? As soon as the, the multiplayer came out, did well for a bit, and then it just went like Wiley Coyote right off a yeah. cliff, okay? Right after the, the Roadrunner just, like, ran past him, okay? That's how fast it dropped. That means that the general public, I'm not talking about the hardcore, okay? Um, I'm talking about the general public are actually done with it for now. So they need to put it on the back burner, let it rest, let people get some anticipation, get some new tech in there, get that uh, get that uh, Unreal 5. Engine 5. Exactly. Give them some time. Nobody's asking for a Gears of War uh, box set, whatever the hell you want to call it, collection or whatever. Now, here's a weird thing. Now, you brought up Elder Scrolls. Elder Scrolls 6 is a long way away. Yeah. So this is something that I can't see them doing on top of the fact that let's face it, Elder Scrolls games take a hundred plus hours to finish. So yeah. imagine a collection of that. Who's going to pump in 600 hours? Well, they like, did just do the Skyrim anniversary edition. So if they were to go back and do like some kind of polish on the other ones, I don't know. Like I can if, see it, but at the same time, like what I'm doing, I'm trying to just eliminate yeah. like the, the possibilities. Right. The other one could be Fable. Now, I agree with you, Mev, I, that the only one that actually makes a lot of sense to me, besides Call of Duty eventually, would be Fable. And the thing is, because they've got Fable coming up in the next few years, right? Yeah. So I'm thinking we're looking at either spring or we're looking at late fall 2023 for Fable, um, perhaps even early 2024. Okay, so that being the case, you're right. That would be the kind of idea where you, you bring it up so that you drum up some anticipation for the new game coming. The thing is that some of those games are so far removed right. from the modern day gaming that you're talking about like a 14 year gap. Like, I don't know, man, like that's kind of tough to go back to. You'd have to build it. You'd have to build it from the ground up in order for it to be translatable for gamers today. We got to remember that not all gamers are old farts like us. There's <laughs> there's kids out there who are like yeah. who never even heard of Fable. They weren't even yep. born when Fable came out. Yeah, they don't know what you Fable know? is. Exactly, my kids don't know what Fable is, and, and like they were they were born after that, years after Fable came out. So the thing is, it would it wouldn't translate well to today's gamer. Okay, and and like I said, what I'm saying is the target audience is no longer us. The target audience are the younger generation coming up because they're the ones who are going to be there in 20 years still playing. In 20 years, we're going to be wearing diapers. So we're, we're going to be too old. Well, I mean, at least maybe I will be too old. But anyway, the point is, is that maybe it's not Fable. Now I'm in a conundrum. I can't think of a single, the only one that makes sense is Fable to me. But I can't give you an answer because I don't know what the hell they're yeah. talking about. So, like, I, like I'm, I'm dumbfounded. Like, right. I, there, I, I'll, I'll get Fuzzy's opinion, then I'll chime in real quick. Hey, Fuzzy, what do you think? Mm-hmm. Okay, what do you want? If you could pick one franchise. <laughs> I'm going to go completely left field on this one. Oh, okay. I want a Forza collection. A Forza Horizon collection. I want them to remaster oh, the original okay. map for the original Horizon. Horizon 2, Horizon 3. 
and Horizon 4 have it where it's to the same level of fidelity as what Horizon 5 is and have it where, you know, you drive to the airport, catch a plane, you go to the other maps. I, I know that seems a bit silly, but look, 18 million people playing Horizon 5, I, I think it might, might be such a bad idea. That's not silly at all. That's a great idea. <laughs> you go to what, the what, only what thing was in is, England and Italy and like uh, mm-hmm. Australia, 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 Australia and Mexico or something one. like yeah Hawaii yeah. was Hawaii one of them. Now no. the only thing is I'm wondering is about the licensing and that's why a lot of these games came yeah. off the market and yeah. that's why those games aren't in Game Pass. Have you noticed yeah. that? Well, I would yeah, and, and it's the it's a combination of the, the music and and some of the car yeah. licenses. Although even if like the the locations would be enough with the current car list i think right, exactly. that would work well enough where i'd be happy just to, you know revisit you know colorado and in, in current graphic levels that they that playground is doing yeah give me that and that i'll be happy i mean me being a forza fan that that would be right up my alley but overall i i think it is going to be gears I'm I suck at gear, so I'll I'll be completely <laughs> upfront on that. Um, but I wouldn't mind seeing a collection like that just for the fact that there are going to be enough fans out there that are going to spend plenty of hours playing that. And if you can, you know, up res considering how great the coalition is with uh, Unreal Engine, let them play around with Unreal Engine 5 with some of the earlier maps and things like that and bring those to you know today's visuals in on Un- Unreal Engine 5. I guarantee you there's going to be tons of people sinking out tons of hours into a lot of these maps, revisiting them, having them in, you know, with ray tracing and still doing 60 frames and, and the level of detail of the, 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 you know, the gear and the, and the weapons. Yeah. I, I think that would be a good thing for them to, to do. Although I could see fable as well, but I, I, I think I would lean more towards gears yeah. <laughs> over fable and, and it's not, anything direct as far as other than that i know that there are going to be more avenues that they could probably go with as far as with with gears i think there were only three fables unless you count the connect one or something like that Mm -hmm. but um i i I, it wouldn't be a bad deal by any means to have that considering that they're working on the latest iteration now um but for me personally yeah give me horizon all the previous maps current car lists have it where I just catch a plane and drive in those areas that are up res to today's standard or to their level of detail, like what they have for horizon five. And I'll, I'll be in heaven for hours on end driving <laughs> across wow. the world. I'll say this. If you came up with an interesting idea, Fuzzy, because I hadn't even considered Forza horizon with this, with this answer, but like, if you, you're right, like the licensing is tied to the cars and the music. So if they just had a new collection, they have all these worlds that they built that they can't use anymore. They're just sitting there, and it's like, hey, what? It's a shame for them just to just disappear off the face of the earth now because of licensing for cars and and stuff. So if you did do that, you have all those pre-existing assets. You go in there, give them some new love and care, and you know, make them a little bit nicer. You know, you just doll them up a little bit. Then you can just, like you said, hop on a plane with, you know, and take your cars to any one of these new locations and. And then it could keep expanding on itself with every new Forza Horizon release. That would be uh, pretty, pretty insane. Uh, so I like that idea. However, I will go against Mr. Mag here Uh-oh. a little bit. Now, uh, I agree with you, the Gears numbers overall, and I agree there is an exhaustion overall from Gears, right? 
the numbers don't aren't what they used to be, right? However, there is still a very dedicated, loyal fan base for Gears, right? They're they're very dedicated, very passionate about the franchise, and they still exist. They still show up and they play every day. It's just not the same numbers as you would expect from like another big, huge multiplayer franchise like Halo or or uh, Call of Duty or Battlefield or any of these other games, right? But because Gear Six is probably going to be further off, right? I think it's still really early. I think we're a few years away from that. I think to bridge that gap, you could do that Gears Collection and help try and restore the importance of the franchise with the original trilogy to a new audience, right? Because those were the games that everybody loved. Those yeah. are the games that everybody remembered. Those are the games that grew the passion and grew the audience. And if you were to put those in Unreal Engine 5, give them a brand new coat of paint, you have those campaigns, you have all those classic multiplayer maps, all of that stuff in one big collection, I think you could make something that would have a, a big impact. I do because because of right, I, I because it. of the original trilogy. Now, here's the thing: a lot of people say don't put judgment in there. I say go ahead and put it in there. You can't just like leave out the one thing that people say they didn't like. You got to include that as well, right? So, hey, put Gears uh, Judgment in there as well because I had some fun time with it. Um, a Fable, I just don't know if it makes a lot of sense to do a big collection for that. It would be so much work, and like on top of they're already working on the new one. I, I think it's unnecessary, um, but yeah, I want to get. What? Yeah, go ahead. No, I'm just gonna say I buy it, man. I buy it. I buy what you. I buy what you. I buy what you're selling right now. I think it's. I think that makes a lot of sense. That uh, it's. You know, I didn't factor in the original trilogy, and I literally was just saying it. The, the exact what what you just said. I was literally just saying it that that there's a whole audience that wasn't even born yet when these games were coming out. Right. And, that, and that, that's the audience. That's the target audience. Now, those are the ones that they're, you know, they're not they're not worried about the angry old man yelling at the cloud. They're they're They want those 11 year olds, 12 year olds, 14 year olds playing the original gears. But, yeah, they're going to have to do some work on them. You know, add the 60, add the 120 FPS, uh, whatever they're going to do to it. Yeah. Add the Unreal Engine 5. Give it that coat of paint. Do Absolutely. whatever they got to do there. That's like, you know what I mean? That, 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 that makes a lot of sense. However, the thing is, though. Yeah. My question is when do you release it? And two is when is Gear 6 coming because I think they I think they're giving Gears a okay. rest in that department. So my understanding is that they're also working on another project at the same time. Yeah, smaller project supposedly, a new IP potentially. And the new IP will be coming out before a new Gears. So that being the case, do they release it in like let's say 2 years from now? That would make a little bit more sense. That's what I meant by I should have clarified. That's a kind of what I more meant when I uh, when we were talking about how it needs to give it a bit of a rest. If you give it another year or so, maybe even two years, and then release this collection, yeah, that would make sense to me because then all of a sudden, within a year from that, you might be getting your Gear Six because they're obviously working on Gear Six, but it ain't coming out till twenty twenty five minimum, maybe even twenty twenty six. So maybe you release this let's say 2024, you know, and get people on board and then release the, you know, this new gears. Yeah. I I think maybe um, holiday 2023 would be a pretty cool thing to launch, you know, sometime around, uh, around then, you know, just, just to have like, Hey, we have another thing. Right. Um, 
But we'll see. We'll see what it is. It could be anything. It could be Fuzzy's idea. Uh, I love that. Um, so um, I did want to touch on, I don't know how you're doing on time, Mag. Yeah, hey, no, now. go ahead. Um, so I wanted to touch on these other exciting news that we got the other day. If you're an Xbox fan, um, then there's two more games that were revealed that you can pretty much count on as being uh, in a being Game Pass, right? And that is a rumored deal that's a game that was announced, right? Certain Affinity has announced they're working on a new big AAA project, right? And around the same time, Jeff Grubb comes out, hey, Certain Affinity is working on a new Monster Hunter uh, type game that's going to be uh, published by Microsoft. It's going to be Xbox exclusive. And so this is a big deal for Certain Affinity. If this if this rumor's true, because we know this game exists, but we don't know. They haven't announced what the game is, but according to the rumors, that's what it is. If this Certain Affinity is what the insiders, the, uh, the well, I won't say, I won't say insiders, I'll say the people in the know um, are saying it is, then that means that we're having another big, investment from xbox and from microsoft in new ip right which goes in line with avalanche and contraband right it goes in line with that project dragon from io interactive it goes in line with uh a lot of that project shaolong kung fu uh wu-tang clan anime style rpg game that's supposed to be in the works there's just a lot of new ip investment from xbox and to see this certain affinity thing is is a pretty good uh pretty hopeful Thing for Game Pass uh, subscribers as well, and one more got announced as well. Blizzard just announced that they are making a new survival game, a new IP, brand new thing. They uh, just announced it; it's in the works. Uh, reports came out from Jason Schreier that they are actually extremely excited about that game. The developers are. There's a lot of positivity about it. Um, and if this deal goes through between Activision Blizzard and Microsoft, which uh, most people are seeing no reason why it won't. Then that game will be an Xbox IP. It will be Microsoft Xbox IP, and this could be not released until you know years from now, as it was just uh, unveiled. It doesn't even have a name yet. Um, so that's within just a couple of days. Two new IP coming to Game Pass on top of the other ones that I I mentioned in the future. Um, so to I what I want to ask. Mag is to those that are saying about Microsoft and Xbox about new IP that Xbox only does Gears, Halo, and Forza. They don't invest in new IP, and and that's one reason why they're disappointed potentially about this acquisition of Activision Blizzard. Right? Um, I say the proof's in the pudding about not only the ones that they've been investing in with third-party companies, but also with their first-party Avowed now and uh, Grounded was a new IP. All these other things. Um, there's reason to hope that we're going to get even more new IP in the future. But are you excited about the potential of the, these two games coming into Game Pass? Like, Yeah. And the thing is, you know, the people that naysay or poo-poo these ideas and whatever else, the problem with them is that they're looking at it with horse blinders on. They're only seeing what's directly in front of their face. They're not looking at the whole picture. And why people do that they're doing that because it fits their narrative and um that's some, that's unfortunate because you know they're not looking at like you just named i'm not going to rename all the uh the games oh, yeah. that you were saying that are coming okay 
if anybody was paying attention, you already know what I'm talking about. So he's already mentioned the, the names of these IPs coming and all these new ideas and everything else. And of course, these two new ones. Now, what we're talking about here now is that what you're doing is two things. You are mainstreaming, okay, the, 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 the big games that you already have, your Halo, your Forza, your Gears. And then with Bethesda, you got your Elder Scrolls, your Dooms, your Fallouts, your uh, Wolfensteins, okay? And then on top of that, then you got the Activisions, the Call of Duties, the WoWs, the whatever, right? The Crash Bandicoots and all this other stuff that they got coming. The Overwatches. On top of this, what they're doing is, yes, that they're, they're, they're Xbox Game Studios plus the Activision plus the Bethesda. They're all working on original IPs as well. They take time. And while they're taking time, they will utilize that time to, main, uh, to, to basically mainstream those games that I've already mentioned so that you would be able to cultivate these new IPs and be able to work on them so that they come out polished interesting and something that people will be in will be looking at you know to dive into as something entirely as an entirely new experience but at the same time not sacrificing what the, let's just let's just get it out there the majority of people want those mainline games you know let's just say you know you get like an art house film comes out in the movie theater might be an amazing movie but where's everybody lining up everybody's lining up to watch spider-man Okay, it's the same idea. Everybody goes to see a Marvel movie. Everybody goes to, well, half those people go to see a DC movie. But at the same time, what am I getting at here? There might be that art house film, that original IP, so to speak. And there's only a certain amount of people going to go check that out. Maybe that art house film will turn into, you know, a AAA game or whatever. Look at Naughty Dog. Naughty Dog used to make, uh, you know, silly little PC games that nobody ever paid attention to. Look at them now. Fast forward 25 years. Okay, look at them now. They're on they're on top of the world. They're some of the best uh, best developers on the planet. Okay, so maybe that art house uh, development team might become that. Xbox is basically doing what I'm calling this is that this is a no or very low risk situation. So what they're doing, what I'm getting at here is that you take these new IPs, you cultivate them, you you let them grow and develop. Okay, but at the same time, you still have the big monster popular ones to keep the numbers in Game Pass. Because if you put just these original IPs, which yeah. everybody seems to be screaming for, no one's playing them. Okay, everybody's still playing Call of Duty. So that's why you have to have those Call of Duties and the Halos in there and the, and the whatevers, right? You have to have those games in there because those are the ones that bring the crowds. Those crowds are what funds those smaller games or let let's just say those original ideas and stuff because you don't know it's still a risk because nobody knows if those are going to take off yeah project dragon might be a flop yep let's face it it may not maybe it's a good game but maybe the crowds just don't dig it you know what i'm saying like an so, evolved right remember right. evolved from uh evolved. Yeah. that was such a big marketed game everybody was so behind it and it was made from the teams uh, originally behind Left 4 Dead, it was going to be their next big thing. Uh, this four-player PVE thing and graphics, yeah. amazing, yeah. Turtle Rock Studios. And then it came out, game played great, looked great. People didn't care. It just died. Like um, Exactly. So that's a, right. that's a risk. But what this is for Microsoft is because they're such a big company, this is what you would call a calculated risk. Yeah. So you see where, like, if you look across the pond, by the way, if you look at, like, where Sony... Look at what Sony's done from the PS4 up until this point. Have they taken any risks? Zero. It's been the same 
game over and over. Just a different story with a different sad dead. Third person, over the shoulder, action adventure, story driven, mature content. And they stuck with it because why risk 50 million bucks or 100 million bucks or whatever, okay, into something completely original and new? They're not going to do it. Okay, Returnal, actually. Returnal's a little bit, you know, that was a little bit off the, off the charts. And it was a little bit out of their norm. And it didn't do great. They didn't sell a whole lot. They didn't even sell a million copies of this thing. Okay? So I'm just saying that, that that's what I'm getting at. But Microsoft can afford to make those calculated risks. Right? And like I said, because you still got, like, they can afford to buy your Call of Duties and your Halos and whatever else. But at the same time, you can work on a Project Dragon. Okay? Or, or a Contraband. Or this monster hunter clone kind of thing that they've got coming out, or come not coming out, but coming up at some point. Yeah. Right. You have the they have the opportunity to be able to test these things out. If they work and if they're a success, great. Yeah. And they've then they've got that audience. But if it doesn't work out, oh well, we still got Candy Crush and Call of Duty bringing in the cash. Yeah, and all those Game right? Pass subscribers. I would I would argue that Game Pass variety is more key than anything. Right, because you're you're casting a wide net, right? You're yes. not you're not just trying to catch the one big fish, which they already gonna have with Call of Duty and Overwatch and Diablo and 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 Halo and Gears and Fallout and Elder Scrolls yeah. and Starfield. I mean, it's huge franchises, right? They're gonna have yeah, they're gonna have those, right? But also, they're trying to catch you know like Two Point Campus from Sega. It's coming to Game Pass day one, right? Yeah. Um. That's a completely different audience. You got um, Total War Warhammer 3 on the PC coming to Game Pass day one from Sega, right? That's a completely different audience, right? So, yeah, I, I think they're less... I think that's one actually asset and, and um, good value that happens from the subscription model is you can have more variety and you, you're not afraid to try things because you've seen it in, in movies and TV shows already on subscriptions, right? You wouldn't see yeah. the Snyder Cut release at theaters in the traditional model, right? Um, you saw it release on st- streaming services. You you wouldn't see these shows that have like odd lengths, right? Okay, there's like a show that's like has ten episodes. One episode's thirty two minutes, and another episode is fifty six minutes of the same show. Boba, right? Boba Fett looking right at you, buddy. Yeah, and, and one it's because there's nothing cut out of out of it that the director didn't want. Like it's the original vision there. Because they didn't have to cut it down to fit some traditional thirty-minute model, right? right and the right. same, you're getting the same thing with variety in, in in a subscription model with Game Passes. They're not worried about okay, if we put this out, uh, the quarterly earnings report of this fiscal year is going to be what's our return and, and all this kind of stuff. It's more about what's our what's it doing for our subscribers, right? What's our engagement in that game, right? And that's how they're judging that kind of stuff. Um, uh, Fuzzy, before we get out of here though. Uh, just want to get your take on these uh, two game announcements that we just got, mm-hmm. and like it just seems like the rich keep getting richer with if you're a Game Pass subscriber right now, and it's it's yeah. pretty insane. Yeah, I, I think the big thing now is that they got like kind of like you said, or what Mag was saying, as far as you got games that are a bit of a risk. Who knows if they fall flat type of deal, but the fact that they have so many in the works is, is what appeals to me. They're, they're taking those risks. They're, they're putting things or, or, or at least working on things to one feed the, the animal that 
you know game pass is and as well as you know taking care of the the game pass subscriber as far as having a constant stream of stuff that's kind of in the works um the blizzard game it, it it's i'm not as much of a survival game type person but you know that's the power of game pass it's in game pass i'm going to give it a try and i i hope that there is some you know hook to it for me as far as uh something that will allow me to you know continue playing that game but just i don't know there there's so many projects that they have in the wait um like with uh, i think that same team is also working with uh 343 on some more map stuff as far as for halo as well so they have their their um their one project game and then they're they're also doing maps and things like that so it's there's there's just so much stuff going on that i don't even know how xbox is able or xbox publishing or or just their the number of studios they have with all the teams they have can keep track of everything that's that's you know in the works type of deal and how to schedule that you know the release cycle what that looks like how the planning goes as far as when to when to release them and if something has like a fallback plan the secondary window and so forth but um i'm just looking forward to at some point some sort of announcement or or more details on these games that are in the works Mm -hmm. i know we're not going to have an e3 this year um but hopefully there's an xo or some sort of uh microsoft slash xbox show considering how many studios and teams they have the third party deals from xbox global publishing it's like insane the amount of projects like it's going to be a legitimate problem like how are they going to have the time and shows to be able to properly treat all of these games with announcements right um well you know what though but they need this because if without this how can you have a a successful um subscription service yeah 100 percent you know what I'm saying? Like you look at like, for example, like like Disney Plus, Disney Plus goes, they piggyback one show after another. Right. And they do that. And that's why they do, by the way. I mean, they do the weekly show thing for two reasons. One, and they always start it in the middle of a month because they want you to subscribe to three months instead of two just for the one show. Right. I mean, that's yeah. that's the scam. Right. We all know that's the scam. <laughs> Let's face it. Anybody been to Disney World? You know that a do- you know you know that a bottle of water doesn't cost twenty five dollars. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. But that that's what they do. The other reason is, is that they do it to keep people subscribed for longer periods of time. So let's say as soon as Boba Fett ent- uh, ends, and they just piggyback off the next show. It's like maybe a week or two, and then the next show starts, and then the next show starts, and then Mando three comes out at the end of the year or whatever, right? And then that's what Xbox is going to have to do with Game Pass, right? Eventually, they're not, they're not going to be able to get all of these third-party deals down the road because, let's face it, some of these other companies are going to start buying these other third-party developers. So they're going to have to rely, eventually, in the next couple of years, they're going to have to rely entirely in-house with what they've got going on. And you cannot wait for five- and six-year game dev cycles to get a game into a subscription service. It's not going to work for long-time subscribers. So that being the case, they have to keep these deals going. So you're not, you're not only going to have, like I said, the in-house stuff doing, you're going to have the Activisions, the Blizzards, you're going to have the Bethesda, Zenimax people, you're going to have the Xbox Game Studio people, and then at the same time, they're going to be wheeling and dealing all across the globe to continue to get these third-party games in there. They have to. And it's got to come every month, man. Yeah. Every it's, month. You're, you're right. I agree. And when we you look at the breakdown of 
the third party deals they're making of bringing games to Game Pass Day One, plus the games that they're kicking off with third party developers with global publishing. Then you also kick off all the first party stuff that they have, and then the acquisitions that they keep making, especially bringing in Activision and Blizzard and all those teams. And this was not just about Call of Duty; it's about unshackling those teams to get more games created for the service. All of those things play a huge factor into the subscription model, which is why Xbox is investing so heavily in it, and it's being successful. It's showing fruits yep. of the labor, and uh, they're able to tout these numbers to all of their partners and subscribe and, and uh, at publishers that they do business with and say, hey, come over here, take a look at what we're doing. Like, we got a great play. You want 30 million you know, people to look at your game instantly, right? Uh, Mav, can you even keep this. up with Game Pass now? No. I can't. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, I downloaded, uh, what the hell is it called? The uh, Mass Effect. Yeah. Right? Haven't even touched it. All of a sudden, Hitman, which I was talking to with Rand. Rand is still saying that it's one of his games of 2021. Yeah. Wait, haven't touched it. Mm-hmm. Right? Now there's this other game, Nobody Saves the World or something like yeah. that. Is that what it's called? Yep. Everybody's yeah. talking about it. Yep. So now I got to go check it out. I downloaded <laughs> Death's Door. I played, like, two hours. I can't. Yeah. Like, it's impossible. I saw an Imagine- idiot take on Twitter about, oh, people are just playing these games because they're in Game Pass. They don't, these aren't good games or they don't have interest in the games. And they said, for example, the gunk. And it, he used, like, the gunk as an example of, like, one thing that maybe people weren't as excited for. But you know how many people love that game because they tried it? That's the point of it. Now, the other thing is you can't just say, oh, the gunk, and it, it, make that as an example of everything that's in Game Pass. You got Halo, you got Forza, you have It Takes Two, which won Game of the Year last year at the Game Awards. Right. Uh, Forza Horizon 5 won Game of the Year from IGN last year. Uh, Halo Infinite, I believe, won from Game Informer or some other uh, big Psychonauts, publication. Psychonauts 2 won a shitload of Game of the Year. Psychonauts 2 is <laughs> what... Well, I mean, so, like, okay, you're ignoring all of this other stuff that's in there that's won Game of the Year awards, been nominated out the ass, you know, that other big... Third-party titles are coming in there day one as well. And it, I think that's just like a misconception overall that some people still have is like it's a value service. And and when they say value service, they think it means lesser value and lesser quality games. And they don't say that when they subscribe to Disney Plus or they when they subscribe to Netflix or they subscribe to this or that. It's not a lesser quality stuff you're getting. In fact, a lot of times, like for example, HBO Max, you're getting an amazing quality stuff, right? Um, dropping in right away. And that's kind of like the misconception, I think. It's actually allowing for more risk, more. Uh, there's a lot of great things in there that people just don't mention when they're trying to use Game Pass's bad argument, right? So, um, anyway, I had to mention that take. I, I'm not going to say who made it, but it was fucking stupid. Sorry for my language. All right. So. <laughs> anybody um and that's watching appreciate you all uh thank you so much um let's see the chat was hopping guys um i do see all you guys there it's hard for me to talk and, and interact a whole lot with the, with the chat during during the shows but i do see you i appreciate all of you guys um all the channel members you've been seeing your names scroll below appreciate you as well guys this is gonna be on audio platforms as well uh google spotify apple Podcasts, and all of the above as well as all of our other shows but I want to say thank you to the mag for bailing us out here because he's, he's got more important stuff to do today than be on a podcast. But 
you know, you were like, hey, I got something to do in a little bit, but I got time now. And you're like, I'm going to come hang yeah, out man. with uh, with Mav and Fuzzy and, and, and chill. So thank you for being here, dude. I want to make sure oh, people dude. know where to find your your crazy ass videos. Come on, guys. It was never it was it, was, it wasn't a chore being here. It was a great time, man. And uh, any time that I'm uh, I'm home and whatever, always hit me up and uh, see if I'm available. I was always have a great time on this show. And. Uh, yes, you can follow me on Twitter at the Middle Age Game Guy. That's with a G Y at the end, by the way. And uh, hey, come on! If you haven't seen me by now, what the hell are you doing? I'm all over the place. So at least I'm trying to be. <laughs> but anyways, uh, you catch me there, and of course, you guys can catch me Monday nights uh, on at 7 p.m. Eastern with the Mr. Boomstick XL when we do primetime gaming. And uh, we got ourselves a doozy of a show coming up this Monday, so should be interesting. Come check it out. We're about an hour before Colt Eastwood uh, goes on, and. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, so uh, go, come check us out. But guys, it was a great show. Fuzzy, it's always awesome to be on a show with you. Mav, always awesome. Say hi to Caitlin. Caitlin, you're bringing that smoke tonight. Absolutely yeah, love the chat. Me a you hard guys time. were great. <laughs> yep. And I and I got to say, uh, oh, and uh oh, here we go, guys. Uh, got any mods in the chat? Get rid of that spam guy. You got one Done. of those Russian porn. Get yep, out of here. Get out of here. Russian, Russian porn spam. Gotta love it. That must have been Caitlin. But anyways, guys, everybody have a great night. We'll talk to you guys soon. And later, Mag. Uh, Fuzzy, as well for you, man. Thanks for always uh, being here and contributing mm -hmm. to everything we do here on the channel. So super appreciate you, man. Tell everybody where they can catch you tonight. Well, thank thank you, guys. Uh, thank you, Mav, for, uh, or Mag, for, having, for being on here tonight. Always awesome being on here with you as well. Yeah, uh, thanks, uh, Mav, for having me on here tonight. Uh, thanks to the chat that came out. Uh, for those interested in my ramblings on Forza or other games, you can find me on Twitter at Fuzzy underscore Belvedere. And you can catch me in probably the next hour on the Shop Podcast with PTK Blam, uh, Pong Soul, and Centurion 1307, as well as Steel Rang will be hanging out with us tonight over there. So nice. definitely, definitely come hang out with us. And uh, man, thank you so much. This was all fun as always. Thank you. All right, guys. Yeah, Fuzzy, appreciate you, man. Chad, again, love you all. Hope you have a great one. Take it easy. Bye-bye.